I'm Camille Schultz, and welcome to a winter episode of Bora Voices. In this episode, we will be talking to the Boise Brick House, as well as talking about some of our favorite holiday traditions and some wacky gifts. We also have interviews with the debate team and a movie segment that was unused from last year. So I hope that you enjoy. I also want to say before we get going that I am currently finishing up the making of this episode and it is the middle of winter break. So it's really hard to get everybody to come together when we're not meeting in person, but we made it happen. And I really want to thank everybody who helped me and who helped each other as we were trying to get this episode off the ground. So thank you everybody for your hard work. Hi, I'm Sloan, and with the speech and debate season being halfway over at semester, I've decided to interview a few people and ask them what their favorite part of debate is. Uh, hi, my name is Brooklyn. I'm a senior here at Bora. My favorite part of speech and debate is probably the competition and making cookies and like hanging out with the people in between rooms. Hi, I'm Hayden. Uh, my favorite part about debate this year has been just fighting through the sleep in debate tournaments. Hi, I'm May, and my favorite part of debate this semester has been meeting the new novices. Hi, I'm Morgan, and my favorite part of debate this semester has been that I won my first trophy at speech tournament. I got third place, and that was really cool. I won it in radio broadcasting. I'm Roman. Um, I'm a sophomore. Um, my favorite part of speech and debate is all the people I get to hang out with and making friends. Hi, I'm Camille Schultz, and I am here at Yonuts, and would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Monica. I work at Yonuts. I've worked at Yonuts for the last two months. I am the assistant manager. Awesome. And... Uh, where is this company located? We're on Franklin next to Michael's in the DMV. Okay. Um, what's your favorite thing about your job? Making donuts. That's one of my favorites. It's a lot of technical things you have to think about. and It doesn't sound like a hard job, but it is kind of hard to make sure everything's exactly like the rest of the shops. Okay, okay. And um, what are some challenges of working in this business? Making sure all of our employees are where we need them to be. So they know our spiel, they know how to make the donuts, they know how to make our milkshakes, how to make our smash donuts. Um, trying to keep everybody engaged and excited about being here. Awesome. Um, and then what are some really cool things about your environment? I know you guys have a pretty unique environment here. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to talk about our smash donuts. So it's just basically an ice cream or a... One of our donuts with some ice cream in the middle, we put in a hot press, so it's nice and hot on the outside, cold on the inside. Then we cut it up, we cut it in half and top it with whichever options you choose. So that's that's probably the most fun thing that we yeah. do. Yeah. And I've had one of those before, I can attest it's very good. <laughs> they are very tasty. Yeah, okay, and then oh, what is your favorite product currently in store? Either our smash donuts or our mini donuts. Little bite-sized cake donuts are always amazing for any occasion. Awesome. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to say about business? Come see us. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, no problem, honey. Thank you. Hey, David. 
Yeah, Ethan? I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. What is the weirdest holiday gift you can get? Huh, I don't know. Well, let's talk about it in this Bora Voices Talk section. Okay, so I just want to say that one of the weirdest gifts that I've ever gotten was probably a banana peel. And why did you get that? <laughs> uh, I think I was being naughty that year. I was like seven, something. And I got a banana peel for Christmas. And if you want to know something, uh, banana peels, if they've been sitting in a box for like three days that's been taped shut, it smells horrible. So I opened it up Christmas morning, hoping it was, I shook it around, and it, it was sounded cool, right? So I, I shook it around, I was like, oh, this is going to be good, this is going to be awesome. I bet this is going to be like, I don't know, like money or coins or something, because there was something else in there, it's probably like the, the you know, like that stem part. Yeah. So I was shaking around, it's like, this is going to be awesome. So I, um, I actually took a knife, I cut it open, and I was like, what is the smell? I opened it up, I dumped it out on the carpet, and I was like, oh, it's a banana peel. I was like, well, better than a lump of coal, I guess. If anything, I'd prefer a lump of coal. Yeah, if anything, I, I probably would too. My weirdest present. It would probably have to be like two or three years ago. My dad yeah. was wanting to prank me. Oh, so what gosh. he tried to do was he tried to put, like, a pile of garbage in it and then tape it like with a bunch of tape and say that there's a really good present in there. Oh my gosh. So it was just a lump of garbage. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. But, 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 but. But and just taped up so it sounded like it's a really good present. <laughs> yes, but that's not what happened. Listen, listen. So my sister got it. Oh, your sister got it. He confused the boxes. <laughs> oh, snap. And I was like, why did I get a Barbie toy? <laughs> So 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 your present since it was the prank it was actually um a garbage dump and your uh, sister's present was a, a Barbie right yeah so he mixed the two up and then you ended up getting the Barbie yeah oh my gosh funny huh that's uh wow um all right so since we've talked about the things that we have gotten let's talk about the things that we could get a broken PlayStation <laughs> yeah like, um, or like any broken like any device. broken device yeah like just like. Here's your present. What is it? It's a broken iPhone 14. Here you go, son. I got... Well, here you go, grandson. I got you something brand new. What is this, Grandpa? It's my 47-year-old broken Nokia. Oh, cool. I guess they're not indestructible. But, um, yeah, so one, <laughs> so one of the things you could get as a worst ever Christmas gift, in my opinion, is probably, like, not a rotten piece of fruit, but, um, what is it? Oh, a spoiled tomato. Why a spoiled tomato? Because you could pull the epic prank with that. You could give them a really, really, really bad movie, and then and then give them a cold rotten tomato and say it was certified fresh on rotten tomatoes. Ah, oh, I get it now. Yeah, you could just give them like a really bad movie, like, like I don't know, like, give me a really bad movie. So I had an idea. And then too. it's like, give me a really bad movie, quick. It's like, okay. Certified fresh and rotten tomatoes. Okay, what is it? I had an idea, like, uh, three Christmases ago. Yeah. And it was to get my sister a present. Oh, your sister? Okay. So, there I was, boop-a-doo, going, going through <laughs> the store, and then I saw something so perfect. She was looking at a, like, Barbie doll house or something like that. I guess like she Barbies or something. She used to, yeah. Uh -huh. It was like a Barbie dream house or something like Barbie. that. Oh my gosh, I remember that thing. That was crazy. And I said, oh, do you want that for, for uh, the holiday? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I want it, yeah. 
And I was like, alright, I'll uh, tell you if Santa will get it. She's like, oh, thank you, thank you. Just kidding, she didn't say thank you. She scoffed me off because she hates me. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> she scoffed me off because she hates me. That, <laughs> wow. It's true, though. Anyways. So there I was, boop-a-doo. And then I found something else amazing. What was, know what it was What? So the employees left a perfect box that was empty. And the box had the Barbie dream house on it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I go paid like three bucks for it or something like that. Like you something. paid for a free box. It wasn't free. Oh. But you could have just taken it for free. I mean, it's a box. Like, what are yeah, you gonna do with a box? I don't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Dude, that's what Costco is for. Like, you just go and like when you check out, they just do you have. Think a... Costco has a Barbie Dreamhouse box. Yeah, they probably do. Like, they have like they sell Barbies during like the holidays and Christmas time. So like, I mean, like, why couldn't they just like when you go and check out after you're done buying, they're like, do you want a box where you can just like go up to this giant orange cart and like grab boxes to put your stuff in? So yeah, they probably would. All right, fair enough. But this is in the past, so you can't really change that. No, true. But anyways, so there I was. I paid three bucks for it. I carefully brought it home, and I filled it with, uh... I had... I used to have this, uh... <coughs> skunk spray. Oh, oh. <clears throat> it wasn't skunk spray. Mm, skunk spray, yes. It was skunk enzyme or something oh, like skunk. that. How's that any better? <laughs> It's how is that any better? It's much worse than skunk spray. That's much my worse. point. How is it any better? Because it makes it more funny. No, it makes it a stinky equal funny. Yeah. Wow. So, one drop is enough to stain, like, your clothes for a long time. You know, yeah. Your skin. I poured the entire bottle in there. In Into the box. Wow. <laughs> I filled it with, like, a, with, like, a bit of, like, compost as well. And then, but, like, I filled the inside of, like, with like a paper, with like a plastic bag, so that it wouldn't eat away the box. Oh, so yeah, so then they'd be like, why, why is my, why is my Barbie Dreamhouse box just like d disintegrated into yeah. nothing? I didn't want that to happen. So Don't you just wrapped it all in the plastic bag with full of compost, which includes adds to the stink, and then the the humidity with the yeah. plastic bag <laughs> locked up, just like really. Oh my gosh. I, wow. I wrapped it up. GGs, bro. I uh, covered it in duct tape. And then... Oh, that's sure to make it any better. And then, uh, this is when we still had cats. Mm -hmm. The cats found it, and they broke it open, ate all the compost... Oh my gosh. And then made it their new home for a while. <laughs> Did they stink so bad? Actually, no, because it was already pretty much dried. You know, all that was left was the stink, you know? So they didn't smell bad? So you never got to pull the prank on your sister? No. Dang. Sadly. Dang, bro. Um, I have a funny story like that, actually. My parents wanted to prank me because I actually, you know, like this was like I was five. I wanted a PS4. How so, rude of you. You don't know how much money we make. Yeah, well, they still don't tell me. <laughs> But, um, I wanted the PS4, <laughs> yeah, they start, I asked them all the time, I'm like, no, we're not telling you, it's confidential, I'm like, what is this, like, top secret government agency or something? Okay, fine, whatever. But I, I really, know what they make. 
Hold on. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> what are you, the FBI? No, um, but I really wanted the PS4, right? And they're like, ah, fine. You've been asking so much. We're just so sick and tired of it. No, they didn't actually say that. They said no. But um, they decided to pull a prank on me. I don't know what was going on in their minds. But um, on Christmas, I opened up this box, right? Mm-hmm. And inside was not a PS4. I looked inside and my parents were like, there's a PS4 in this box. And I opened it up and there was a piece of paper that said PS4. Nice. And that's all I got. And they like actually, like, it wasn't an actual PS4 box. It was like, a, like an Amazon box or something and it just said PS4 inside. Wow. If I asked them today, they probably, they would definitely say, no, we don't remember that. They probably either don't actually remember or they actually just like... Don't want to mention it. Yeah, they don't want to mention it. So, here's a weird, here's a weird gift that one of my parents got. So, it wasn't for a holiday. It was for their birthday. Mm. But I mean, I guess it kind of fits because present, you know. Yeah. So, there they were in the house because we they they didn't really they don't like like to go through. No one in my family really liked to do things other than my grandpa's side of the family. And so there he was, and he got a gift from his dad, who has an organ, and he's very rich. And he normally sends us quite a lot of gifts. Yeah. So he, what he did was he sent my dad a package. It was, a, it was like one of the normal packages, and inside was a... Gift, it was in, inside was a friend Myers gift card. Oh, friend Myers gift card. Yeah, nice. It said it was for five hundred dollars. Oh, it so, said. And so my dad went to the store. He was on his whole shopping spree. He was buying everything he wanted. He went. He got to the cashier. There was zero. Oh my gosh! They <laughs> used it all when they gave it to him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That is awesome. <laughs> That is awesome. He had to put everything back. <laughs> he was like, oh, dang. The real card came a few days later. Oh, really? So yeah. it was actually, he was actually giving $500? Yeah. And he was like, I just put this stuff back. What the heck? Yeah, a few days later, he got There was another package of the mail for him. Except it contained everyone's presents. And that's what we found a little weird on the first box was that there was only one card instead of everyone's. So... But that was funny, you know? Yeah. So one year, my parents were, didn't have time to package the gift, like to wrap the gifts, you know? Yeah, to wrap them, yeah. So, yeah. So what they did was they put it into garbage, into garbage bags with their mm -hmm. names on them. Garbage bag with their names on them? Yeah, with our names on them. Wow, that's pretty smart. Yeah. So just have a bunch of presents and like you don't have to deal with the wrapping yeah and and the kids wrapping on the paper open the only bad part was uh you knew what the next present was before you got it no my cats got to them oh really they just tore it open so the presents were all over the floor in the living room like broken no they weren't broken but they were all just all over the floor mm. and took everyone forever for anyone to find out what it was like who's who's Except the parents knew. No, they didn't. They didn't? Yeah. My parents are very forgetful. Mm. I like my mom.
I'm Camille Schultz and I'm here with Mr. Samano. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Mr. Samano. I teach here at Bora High and I get to have the honor of doing the Bora Snow Team with, along with Mr. Price. And I understand you snowboard. How long have you been boarding? I've been snowboarding since probably about sixth grade. Um, I was introduced to it through a friend and I've just held on to it forever. I was part of my, my snow team in high school as well, and I just love the sport. Awesome. Um, and then how long have you been leading the club? I've been leading the club since NAMPA, uh, so we're probably talking about, gosh, six years now maybe, seven years now I've been part of it. Awesome. And then what, as a club, what do you guys do? What's, what is the out-of-school events? So what we do is we compete with other uh, students at other high schools as part of their race programs at Bogus Basin. So we just kind of run races and just compete. And hopefully as a school, we get good scores for different race categories. And then if we can uh, race at least three in a certain category, um, we get the opportunity to race at the championships and earn medals and trophies for the school and for us individually. What different levels of experience do you guys race? All levels. So if you have uh, no experience at all snowboarding or skiing, excellent. We have categories for novice ski and novice snowboard. And if you're pretty advanced, um, we have that level as well. Now, uh, advanced ski and then advanced um, snowboarding. Uh, we do solemn, which is basically downhill, and you kind of just make your way through back and forth through the uprights. So. Yeah, and then along with that, tell us what race day entails. Um, race day, so we go up there on a Saturdays as advisors, and we kind of coordinate, make sure all of our team is up there, and then make sure um, all the races are prepared. Um, students go up there on their own here because we don't have enough uh, to take a bus but they go up there with friends and family and then they usually just enjoy the day till about the race times. Race times usually start about 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock and then they go and they do the race. Um, usually takes about an hour for them to kind of get done with racing and then the rest of the day is theirs. They can stay there as long as they like or as little as they like. Um, on race day you get a discount ticket for, bore, uh, for bogus if you're part of the snow team. Um, if you have a season pass, well then of course you're probably already paid for the tickets. So. All right, and then uh, where and when do you meet at school? So we meet at school every Tuesday um, at lunch in uh, Pyrus's uh, little theater in her room, uh, where we kind of talk about the previous Saturday, how the races went, and then maybe ask questions or get clarifications on anything that we need. Um, we also kind of look at our times and see if we maybe should move up in a category or we should stay where we're at. But it's usually every Tuesdays. And they're pretty informal, just kind of get togethers and just kind of chat and see what we need to do. Okay, and then finally, what is your favorite thing about the club? Uh, going up on a Saturday with uh, friends. And, you know, it doesn't really take a lot out of your day to race, but you get that discounted ticket for being part of the program. And you just get to do something during winter because what else do you do during winter except be indoors, right? So it's fun to be outside with friends and sharing time with them. So that's what I've, I've loved. I've done it for 
for quite a while now and I'll probably keep on doing it until my knees can no longer hold up. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time. And um, I have actually been uh, skiing for a while and I highly encourage any of you guys who are interested to just go to a meeting and see if you like it. Yes, please come. Tuesday meetings here in the Little Theater. We'll kind of talk about anything that you want to know about the program and hopefully we'll convince you to join. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hello, I'm Morgan and I'm here with Avi, Sloan, Charlotte, and we are reviewing some Christmas movies. We watched some Hallmark movies or Hallmark-esque movies and we'd like to tell you about them. Starting off with Dashing in December, going into this movie, I didn't really know what to expect. I guess I just expected a cheesy romance. However, there was queer representation in it, which is unusual in most Hallmark movies. So that was cool. However, the plot was not very good. So honestly, <laughs> that um, didn't make up for much. Equal, awful, awful Hallmark movie representation. Very cool. Yeah, they're equal opportunistic, horrible movies. I found it on TikTok and then I was like, we should watch this. <laughs> Honestly, um. I think this one was my personal favorite. It was pretty awful, but it did have the most redeeming qualities. I actually did get sort of attached to the characters, even though I also hated them and despised them. <laughs> They, like, gaslit the crap out of one of them who just didn't deserve it. The plot for this movie is the main character's mom owns a farm, and it's not doing so well. So when he comes back for the holidays, um, he notices that things aren't going so well, and he's just kind of a Christmas hater, honestly. And he's been paying for this farm, and he just wants to get rid of it. So the main, the main plot is that He's trying to sell off this farm, but everybody else is like, no, Christmas cheer, and they don't want to sell it off, which in theory could be a good plot, but they did not execute it very well. It was really boring. Yeah, and like they really kind of villainized the guy who's paying for the farm. Like he spends most of his like paycheck on this farm and it's not doing very well. So it's kind of just like pointless to spend this money. And they're like, everyone's bad at him for it. <laughs> Yeah, and they had a lot of really awkward, like, arguments over the dinner table where most of the characters hadn't really met each other before and just started, like, screaming at each other and making each other cry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly... There was a lot of secondhand embarrassment when I watched that movie. I... It was not, like, a comfortable viewing experience just because the entire time I was like please don't make that decision and then they did not listen to me so there were some cute romance moments occasionally um with some wonderful music in the background Casey Musgraves big fan of Casey Musgraves but it was also very awkward with like the trauma dumping. There was quite a bit of trauma dumping from one of the characters just saying his entire life story to the other guy. And for some reason when they had their like big date moment, like he invited his mother 
and his ex-girlfriend. And they were all, like, eating dinner together on these hay bales. And then they had this big breakup in front of everyone. And, like, they both got super upset. So it was very, very awkward to watch. Anyways, moving on to the next film, Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. I hated this movie. The worst movie I have ever seen. Absolute abomination. <laughs> Desecration of the name of Jane Austen. Truly horrible. It doesn't even deserve the name Pride and Prejudice. It didn't even relate to Pride and Prejudice. The only relation was the character's name. Also, they like gender-swapped the names, which was weird. Like, very weird, because... That's like one of the few classic books that's somewhat feminist. So why do you need to switch the characters around like that? They also made the main character's first name be Darcy and it was very, very odd. And oh. it didn't have a plot. I mean, are they really gonna make the girl's name Fitzwilliam? They should have gone <laughs> all in. This is Fitzwilliam. <laughs> yeah, overall, the movie didn't really relate to Pride and Prejudice at all, and it was a really, really boring watch. I remember the entire time we were sitting watching it, we were just complaining about how long it was, and we'd pause it like every like five minutes and be like, oh wow, we have so much more left in this movie, just because it was so <laughs> painful to watch and sit through. So, would not recommend zero um, out of ten. Yeah. It was funny, though, because the main plot centers around, like, the guy is her old rival in high school debate, which I thought was very funny. And yeah, it relates to Morgan and I's debate experience, but also we don't have weird rivals, so. Yeah. Um, the main couple had like zero chemistry. Like at least with the first movie, they had, you kind of were rooting for them a bit, but they just, like just, they just kind of argued, but it wasn't really like, because they there were rivals, but they no never... tension. Yeah, it, yeah, they just hated each other, and then work. all of a sudden, like, a switch flipped, and they were, like, in love. Never and there was this, like, catering subplot. <laughs> I honestly, I didn't catch most of this because I hated the movie so much. The plot made up. I don't think there was a plot. I think that they just kind of guessed and improv the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a single person on that, like, on the entire staff or, like, any of the actors actually read Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. So, overall, not a very good movie. Least favorite. Yeah. Very Anyways. Bad. I found this review that I thought really summed up what, like, how I felt about the movie. Um, don't be... Wait. One sec. <laughs> Do not be fooled. This was not a Pride and Prejudice retelling. I have been lied to, hoodwinked, completely bamboozled. Devastating. So true. Very true. Anyways. Yeah. Best description. Moving on to the last movie we watched, A Shoe Addict's Christmas, which overall, while it was not very good, probably was my favorite out of all of them. It was also my favorite. I really enjoyed it. It, it was, was so good. terrible, but it was so funny. And there were so many jokes we could make about it. Um, my favorite part was they truly did go all in on the shoe factor of the movie. <laughs> There were magical shoes, there were atrocious <laughs> shoes, there was a ghost of Christmas past plot. There was. A firefighter <laughs> plot. She got locked in the department store she worked in, and then she got rescued by the her firefighter, soon-to-be 
fiance, I think, at the end of the movie. Slash neighbor. Slash neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> they also were neighbors. They found out. Um, it was kind of confusing to keep track of all the characters, and most of the male characters looked like the same person. Like <laughs> they all. I'm the going same. to be real. The main guy did look like a stretched out version of Neil Patrick Harris, and. That was that was very off-putting. It was very jarring, <laughs> honestly. My favorite quote from this movie was everyone in their life should have someone <laughs> Everyone in their life should have someone who looks at them the way you look at footwear. Which honestly so true. <laughs> so relatable. It was either said by the dad or the <laughs> love interest. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, I I just really loved how she kept getting like shoes as presents in the mail, and she knew that like there were magic shoes that would make her time travel, and she hated it, but she would still put them on. And then like her ankles would do this weird thing where she was like falling and swaying back and forth, and then she would travel through time. And the shoes were so ugly. Like, oh my god. <laughs> There was so much going on. The outfits and shoes just got worse throughout the movie. Like, they started bad, and then they just ended somehow even worse. Like, it made no sense. In the entire movie, uh, she kept complaining that the necklace her mother gave her didn't match anything. And it was a simple silver cross. Also, her mother was, like, dead because (laughs) of cancer, I think. So it was really weird that she kept complaining about that. When her mother was dead. <laughs> yeah. Overall, while it may not sound like a good movie the way we describe it, it was pretty entertaining to watch, and it was the least painful to watch out of all the movies. But I would not recommend any of these movies, honestly, because they're not the best watching experiences. I would say stick to the classics. Yeah, I was emotionally exhausted after this experience. I had to just go home. I did not want to be around anyone else. <laughs> I think I cried after the fact because I was so like emotionally killed, especially from Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. <laughs> I just was numb. I just had to take a few hours to just process everything I had just seen. Anyways, that's all we have to say. Thank you. Don't watch these movies. <laughs> And recently on Instagram, I put up a poll that said, um, tell me about your favorite holiday tradition. And I thought it'd be fun to share a few of those. The first comes from my own household. Um, it, we make a dessert called blueberry bruckle every year. And it is so good. It's like a coffee cake with blueberries every year Christmas morning. Uh, from Claire... They say that they open matching Christmas pajamas with their family on Christmas Eve. Um, Also, they said that they get lottery scratch tickets in their stocking, which is super fun. From Sloan, they say that they decorate cookies with their family. From Morgan, we have eating tamales and watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. 
that's super fun i always watch it's a wonderful life also from ava we have new year's sleepover with me um we always every single year do a new year's sleepover um and stay up super late and have a fun time just the two of us it's great from julia they say my family gets together with my mom's sister and family and we do a gift exchange and play games from zephyr we have sledding from ali we have nerf gun war on christmas day from elena we have fighting with the in-laws with a heart uh, love that and then some honorable mentions multiple people said things along the lines of uh, getting pajamas to wear on christmas eve or like pajamas and movies slippers all that type of thing like opening gifts on christmas eve which is such a cute idea i love the idea of like everyone opening gifts together and like right on christmas eve something memorable and something cute i think that's awesome and it's definitely something that i want to continue doing we've done it a few years in my family and i i think it's it's so it's so great so thank you everybody for submitting answers and i hope everybody has had a wonderful holiday season Morgan Ritholler and I'm here with Madeline from the Boise Brick House. Tell us about the program. Hi Morgan. Um, so yeah, I'm Madeline. Um, I am our youth programs coordinator at Families and Youth of Idaho, which is the mental health nonprofit um, of which the Boise Brick House is through. Um, and we have lots of teen programs um, and opportunities for teens in the Treasure Valley to um, attend fun events. Uh, get access to mental health resources or get access to leadership programs. So a little bit about um, our programs. We have um, the Boise Brick House, which is our after school drop-in space for teens in the Treasure Valley to hang out after school. We're open Mondays through Wednesdays after school and we have all kinds of fun events um, ranging from like games and art to cooking and baking in our retro kitchen, um, music and movies, and then arts and crafts. Um, so we have different events, but teens are also welcome to just come do homework after school. We always have free food, a lot of times donated from local businesses, and it's also a great place to have a study group or a club meet. Um, if you're interested in volunteering, um, it's also a great place to get volunteering opportunities. Um, and then if you want, Morgan, I can also tell you about like some of our like teen wellness groups or our leadership program if you're interested or if you want to ask those questions, that works too. That would be great. If you can tell us a little bit about those programs and how to get involved, that would be a great opportunity for all our listeners. Great. Um, so yeah, we have youth move groups, which are teen peer wellness groups. Um, they are co-facilitated by myself and then teen leaders who are interested in mental health and community building. So one of those groups is uh, Youth Move Downtown, which was actually um, started by a teen at Bora High School, um, Mia Hetker, um, and then also another teen at Boise High. 
And so that group meets every other week at the Brick House and we get food donated from local restaurants. We do games and activities together and then just talk about whatever topics people are interested in and access mental health resources together. Um, we also have Youth Move Social Support, which is a group for teens who identify as neurodivergent or other teens that would benefit from that group. They also meet every other week at the Boise Brick House um, and just talk about shared experiences, connect and talk about special interests. We also have Youth Move Discord, which is a virtual group um, where teens meet on um, the gaming platform Discord once a week to talk about mental health topics, um, build community together and play games. So if you're interested in any of those groups, I believe um, there'll be some stuff linked in the show notes um, about how to get involved. Um, and then we also have um, a teen leadership program and we'll be looking for teen leaders again starting in like January and February. So if you're passionate about mental health and advocacy and leadership and want to make a difference in your community, definitely get in touch with me um, and I can help support you with a mental health advocacy project of your choosing. Thank you. So how did the Boise Brick House program get started? So that's a great question. Um, the Boise Brick House was originally um, started by a group of students at Boise High School in like fall 2019. They really wanted a teen drop-in space for teens to hang out after school and they really wanted it to be like teen-led and teen-driven. Um, they got a grant to get awesome furniture and like a Wii in the space um, and Chromebooks for teens, but they got opened in like February 2020. So of course then the pandemic hit and they weren't actually able to use the physical space. So um, the Boise Brick House was on pause for a little bit um, and our youth move group, the one that's on Discord that's been going since the pandemic continued throughout the pandemic. Um, and that was a space where teens were able to connect and talk about mental health. Um, and then I started working with the organization in October of 2021. Um, and then in November 2021, we were able to get the drop-in space open again with support from students again from Boise High School. And we've just been able to um, continue growing the program across the city. We work now with um, teens at Bora, with teens at Sage, at One Stone, um, teens who go to school online or are getting their GEDs, teens at North Junior High and Boise High. So we've really just been able to branch out um, since we opened um, and we're always just looking for more teens to help create the space um, that we have because it's really driven by whichever teen leaders are passionate about it and have a vision for it. It's really awesome that this was able to keep going through the pandemic even though that was definitely a big barrier for it. How did you get involved with this program? Um, so I was hired in October 2021 to restart the youth programs because as I kind of described during the pandemic, um, the youth programs really were taking like a hiatus because um, figuring things out virtually was difficult and finding staffing was difficult. And so um, I was originally hired to just help get the Boise Brick House open. But um, in getting the Boise Brick House open and listening to teens and what they were interested in, we were really able to expand the programs further. So as the youth programs coordinator, um, I was able to take it from just the Discord group to the Boise Brick House and then including teen volunteers in the Boise Brick House, 
creating more youth move groups and more spaces for teens to be active about mental health conversations. And then now the leadership program where teens get to design their projects. So I've just been really fortunate to be with an organization that really values teen voice and allows me to work with teens to create the programs that they tell me they want to see. What are some of the upcoming events that the Boise Brickhouse is hosting and where can students who are interested find that schedule so they can attend? Um, yeah, great question. Um, we do have a lot of awesome activities coming up. So as I said, the Boise Brick House is open Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays after school from 2.45 to 5.30, and teens are welcome to come over whenever during that period of time. They can come for the whole time or just part of it. Um, we plan fun events happening every day, but just because there's something scheduled doesn't mean that's what teens have to engage in. You're welcome to use the space um, however is appropriate um, and kind of just with whatever you're feeling at the moment. So teens who want to see more about our schedule can follow us at the Boise Brick House on Instagram, or if you go to our website at um, fyidaho.org, you can see a list of our calendar events there. There's also some upcoming projects that I want to tell you about. Um, one of our teen leaders um, named Ruby, who's in our leadership program, has started a mental wellness journaling project that's going to take place over school break. So over like Thanksgiving break and over winter break. Um, her project is called the Boise Journaling Project. So if you are interested in doing mental wellness journaling over school breaks, you can follow um, Ruby's account at Boise Journaling. Um, on Instagram and you can come arrange a time to pick up a journaling kit from the Boise Brick House and then get journaling prompts from Ruby that you can do on your own and then she'll also be posting um, folks journaling prompts if they want on the Instagram. So um, that's a little bit about the journaling project. Okay, thank you so much for coming in and telling us all about this program. I think it's a fantastic resource for the community and especially for a lot of Bora students who might be interested in these kinds of things, which can really help them out. So thank you for coming in. Yeah, it was great meeting with you, Morgan. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, and then, yeah, if anyone wants to get in touch with me, um, we will make sure to put my email in the show notes, or you can just DM me on the Boise Brick House Instagram. It was great chatting with you, Morgan. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our special winter episode of Bora Voices. Thank you again to everybody who helped with this podcast. And thank you to the Boise Brick House. Happy holidays, everybody. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful season. From all of us here at Bora. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora's Voices. These are Bora Voices. These are Bora Voices.